0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on October 4th, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a really beautiful place to do just that. Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course with us because of our great partnership with Southbaybyjackie.com, and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Belestra. Hey Jackie, Kelly, how are you today?
2: Who's ready to weekend? <laughs> yeah.
0: Good morning and happy Friday.
1: We love Fridays.
2: We love, love, love
1: so, Fridays. So weekend is now a verb?
2: Yes. Yes. I've I made it into Let's a weekend. verb. I'm weekending.
1: Yes, I'm yes. weekending. Yes. <laughs> time.
2: is that like
0: googling and
2: yeah yes. you know yeah 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 yes. Yes. yes
0: oh we if we can only keep up with uh, all the terms and oh uh, boy you know is that is that a millennial term by the way I'm weekending
2: or is that like a retirement term Jackie I'll be honest with you I think I made it up <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody use it I don't seriously I started really? using said- it several. Yeah, a couple of months ago I started using it. I don't think well, you know what you know what turned me on to it was eventing um as a hashtag.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I used eventing, yeah. you know, for my website and um and then and then you know how when I post my weekend guide, I'm like always like, Oh, here comes the weekend yeah. and I was like, Who's ready to weekend? So yeah. So I think I invented it.
1: <laughs> you can take credit for you.
2: <laughs> All day.
0: She long. Although you know I
1: week-ender. am Ender weekender is in the uh in the uh dictionary to be a weekender. A
2: weekender, isn't it also it's... a piece of luggage?
1: Uh could be. <laughs> I mean it's it's weekender is, is potentially one who vacations or visits for a weekend.
2: They're weekending. Uh,
1: I, I They're weekending. Think it's
0: also the name of like an RV trailer, too, just to you know, make yeah, keep it all in perspective here.
2: Yeah, you're right. make it sound
0: sexy and cool, but let's just be real, it's an RV,
2: okay? Okay, all right, sounds good. So, uh, so anyway, Kelly, a lot of big stuff going on in Manhattan Beach this big weekend in Manhattan Beach. Tell us about it.
0: Is it? I don't have any plans this weekend.
2: Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Joe
0: got it. <laughs> in, 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 other, yes.
2: in, in, in other words, she's not weekending. <laughs>
0: uh huh. I've got my Kelly. Right. I got my Kelly green, my Irish green dress on. I'm feeling feisty this morning. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. I, you know, somebody. I, I always love on Mondays. People go, "How was your weekend?" And I'm like, "What weekend?" Uh, they all blur together. Right. It seems like. Um, yes. So this weekend is the Manhattan Beach 10K and the hometown fair. Uh, you know, pretty much consumes Manhattan Beach. And, of course, everybody else from around the area, you know, the West Side, kind of the local, you know, regional area comes to enjoy the two-day hometown fair. So, right now, they are busy, 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 busy setting up. If you hear a crash bang um, that is all the, the pipes and tents that are being set up just about 50 feet from my office. So I'll uh-huh. try to meet you. But, uh, oh, my gosh, they were, they've been busy for a couple of days. So tomorrow morning is the Manhattan Beach 10K. Um, you've got about 10,000 runners of all ages running through the streets of Manhattan Beach. Very picturesque, course, for anybody who's a newbie to it. Um, you get to run through the neighborhoods, along the strand. Yes, there's some hills. There's definitely not a flat course. Uh, anybody who knows Manhattan Beach, we have a little topography. We have hills, you mm. know, uh, just a little, just a little.
2: Have,
0: yes, and then we have the beautiful mm-hmm. flat strand too, which is the way where you end up at, at the beautiful pier. But that is tomorrow morning, and uh, you can still walk in. To the Village Runner on Sepulveda in Manhattan Beach and register. Anybody who has registered can, can run or walk in and pick up, you know, their their um, their number and what have you. So, anyways, that's a big deal tomorrow morning. That kind of kicks off all the festivities, and then we break into the hometown fair, the old hometown fair, and that goes for both days, Saturday and Sunday, all day long. There are activities for every age. From little, you know, from bouncy houses from young kids and animals and, you know, ride the pony and, you know, pet the snake and look at the iguanas, whatever, all that good stuff. There's magicians, there's games, there's fair food that's all put on by local uh, charities mostly and philanthropic groups. Anything from your, you know, the high school football team to the cheerleaders to the Seraphimus Club to the Rotary to, you know, every group pretty much is represented there. Um, including our young entrepreneurs, our people who have invented kind of some products and businesses. They'll be there uh, talking about their businesses too. So, um, oh boy, there is just, there's, there's everything. Of course there's the beer garden, uh, which is infamous. And then there's the wine garden, which is slightly tamer. Uh, Tomorrow the Manhattan Beach Rotary Club is the beneficiary of all the uh, tickets in the wine garden. And then on Sunday, I know Seroptimus International in Manhattan Beach is the beneficiary. So everything has a charitable component. Um, It's quite fun. I encourage people to come down. Come down early, Uber down, walk down, ride down, because parking is crippled, you know, and there's, (laughs) there's nowhere to park. You're going to be very frustrated. Um, and then I can't forget to mention, the, of course, the goldfish. I can't tell you how many times I walked away from that fair when my kids were young with, I'm not kidding, you know, four, eight, 12 <laughs> goldfish. We would get home and we'd be like, okay, hold on, pull out that bowl and pull out that glass and pull out something. And we had goldfish everywhere in the house um, until, unfortunately, you know, they one by one would pass and, and go to, to goldfish heaven. Uh, but we we kept one goldfish. Became very famous in our house. When my kids were young. We had it lived for just over four years, which, as you know, goldfish wow. don't usually live that long. So we used to call it the, the four-year fair fish and uh, it was big, and all the neighbors loved coming over to see it. And every year on, you know, Hometown Fair Weekend, we kind of had this rite of passage ceremony for the four-year fair of fish. <laughs> uh, it finally, you know, with mm-hmm. goldfish heaven. But um, it's so much fun. What a tradition in this town. And uh, I can't believe, by the way, it's, just, it's October and it's fall already, and we're into these type of right. fair seasons. I, I, it blows my mind that we're only, uh, FYI, a couple, of way, couple of months away from Christmas. Isn't
2: that crazy? I know, I know. It <laughs> is a little nuts. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to mention a couple of things about uh the race. Uh there is no race day registration. So if you want to run in it, you have to register Today. before and you can't go there you can't go there early the day of and register. And the uh fair annual battle of the bands uh yep. is gonna is, is happening Sunday morning from ten to twelve and guess who's gonna be a judge?
0: What? Oh yeah. my god. The Weekender. No. The Weekender. There's the going week- to be a The Weekender. We new name tag for Jackie. The Weekender.
2: <laughs> the Weekender. <laughs> <That's been perfect. laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. I'm going to ride my bike up early and get there because I know I know the parking situation. So, uh, I'll see you yeah. all there. So come come by and say hi. All right. Excellent. I'll be in the wine I'll be in the wine garden all day tomorrow, pouring
0: and uh taking money for uh the rotary. So uh, we'll see how many friends I have tomorrow. Oh Kelly. Hi. Okay.
2: It's been <laughs> <right>? oh, good <laughs> to see you. Don't you love it? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah. Uh, so that's big weekend. Um That pretty much consumes the weekend, and then um, I just really want to quickly back up to earlier this week. We had a really fantastic ribbon-cutting at a new business on Sepulveda right in the heart of Manhattan Beach called The Shop at South Bay, and it's a new hair salon. It's been open for about uh, six or eight months, um, but we, you know, finally um, got everybody together and did a big ribbon cutting. It's just, it's at 2100 uh, north Sepulveda. It's just, uh, just north of like where Rubio's is in that area. Uh, but there's a lot of rich history uh, with this one. And the owner, Kara um, Miller, worked in what is, what was the hair salon then, like when she was a teenager, years and years and years and couple decades ago Um, she worked as a teenager in the shop just kind of sweeping tidying up and that's where she kind of got the bug to be a stylist and you know and start beautifying people Um, jump ahead a couple years she ended up going to work uh, in downtown Manhattan Beach for um, Bob Roy Swan we all know Bob Roy it was in business Mm -hmm. for 56 years in downtown Manhattan Beach and she worked for him for 15 years and, you know, truly considers uh, him her mentor. So when the Bob Roy salon closed last December, obviously a lot of stylists were, um, you know, scrambling to find a home uh, to continue their clientele. And Kara drove by um, this salon on Sepulveda that she kind of grew up in, you know, c- you know helping out at the salon. And there magically was a lease sign in the window, just crazy finding. Mm. And so she went in hmm. and uh, swooped it up and, um, you know, uh, quickly opened up what's called the shop, South Bay. Uh, many, like I think more than a dozen of the stylists that are there now came from the Bob Roy salon. So it's almost like they just, you know, they closed one door, opened up another, and carried on that spirit that, um, you know, Bob Roy really had for 56 years. Now it's in Kara's place. And she even, Bob even gave her all the old, he has beautiful old, um, like, leather kind of barber chairs. They're really unique. Um, those are all now over mm-hmm. in the shop salon. And uh, just a really fun story. So it was a very festive, very fun uh a little wild and zany, uh, ribbon cutting. And, uh, we, we had a blast. So big shout out to all of mm. them. And of course, a little shout out to Bob Roy because he's, um, still mentoring her and he goes in and cuts like a hair, like once, once a week or something, just to kind of hang out with everybody. Um, but super fun. And then, uh, next Wednesday, the countdown, da, 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 Joe, where's my drum roll? Uh, oh. next Wednesday, <laughs> <sorry>. yeah, <laughs> next, when, we- oh, excuse me, next Thursday, um, October 10th is the Meet the Finalist Mixer for the Best of Manhattan Award finalists yeah. um, at yeah. our title sponsor, First Republic Bank on Sepulveda, which is right next to Gelson's. Gelson's will be catering it. Um, it's open you know, to the public. Business people can come. We're expecting about 100 people. Um, finalists, sponsors, chamber members, anybody who wants to stop by, uh, we ask them to register in advance on our website, if they would please, just so we have an accurate headcount. Um, but it's really going to be fun because we can't announce the winners yet, but we can certainly get all the finalists together and uh, continue with that anticipation. And then, of course, the awards are the following week on the 17th. But um, we're, we're getting close, we're in the zone. You know, we're, we're very,
2: very close to announcing those winners. And tickets are still available? Right.
0: Yes, ma'am. Tickets are available on the com forward slash B-O-M as in Best of Manhattan. So yes, they are available um, or you can call the chamber office and we can help you out. But we look forward um, to celebrating everybody. We've got a couple more weeks to, to talk about it and celebrate, so <laughs> bear with me. But uh, we're excited. <laughs> and all the plans are coming together. It's going to be a beautiful night. We have some really cool videos. We've done a really neat sizzle reel, and uh, we have a couple of really interesting videos of some of the finalists and their stories, and also a couple of them have really taken to social media. Um, to, of course, voting is closed now, but during the voting period, some of them really took to social media with really fun videos, you know, saying, hey, come out and support me and be, you know, vote for me for best in they have I've been nominated, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to uh, try to uh, show some of those. And, uh, you know, they might just get an A for uh, the award for enthusiasm because there's some really uh, fun social media stories that occurred uh, during the nomination and the voting
2: process. So.
0: There
2: you
1: go. Mm -hmm. That's what I've got for you. Uh, That's
2: more than enough.
1: It's more (laughs) than enough. Not going on? (laughs) There's a lot of stuff going on. But now, Jackie, I need to find out a little bit about my nearsightedness. Jackie, can you (laughs) help me? Who's our guest today?
2: (laughs) Okay. Our guest this morning is Dr. Ryan Stibel, owner of Look Optometry in Manhattan Beach. Now, Dr. Ryan was born and raised near Detroit, Michigan. He graduated from Michigan State University with a Bachelor of Science in Human Biology and earned his doctorate of optometry from the New England College of Optometry in Boston. Dr. Ryan is a therapeutic licensed optometrist whose expertise lies in specialty contact lens fitting, co-management of refractive surgery, and the diagnosis, treatment, and management of ocular disease. During his last year of optometry school, he completed his studies via clinical rotations, which included ocular disease, pediatrics, primary care, and referral care in a tertiary center. Dr. Ryan sees patients at his additional optical boutique in West Hollywood called Positive Ions. Positive Ions, get it, get it. Uh, He also volunteers at the Saban Free Clinic in Los Angeles where he provides free, high-quality, and compassionate eye care to men, women, and children in need. Now, this morning, as Joe hinted, it's all about eye health, and we'll also discuss millennial eye syndrome. Yes, it's a thing, and we're going to learn all about it. Welcome to the program, Dr. Ryan to
3: Join us this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Well, I... Yes, I might as well start. I mean, we're going to find out, we're going to find out more about the history of look uh, optometry. Uh, and, oh, well, what am I saying? Let's find out about that. Ryan Steibel, Dr. Ryan, Dr. Steibel, why and what is the history of look optometry?
3: Yeah, I'm very fortunate to be the uh, new owner. Been there, been here for a year and a half of look optometry. It's got a very strong legacy. The previous owner, Dr. Lester Silverman, uh, rest in peace, he was a doctor here, had multiple locations in the South Bay and Los Angeles area for over 30 years. Uh, unfortunately, did pass away last year. And um, hmm. after coming in and helping volunteer to see patients through the uh, transition, I fell in love with the practice and fell in love with the Manhattan Beach community which we had already known was so amazing. My wife and three kids and dog live up in Westchester, so not very far from here. And uh, I knew that I wanted to come in and help out, take over, grow the legacy that he had started here, and then also deliver the highest quality of eye care to the Manhattan Beach and Beach Cities community. So last April, mm-hmm. we were able to transition the practice over to me being the owner. And uh, it's been in the Metlox Complex for over a decade. Uh, We did a little remodel to add some new flair, bring in some new frame lines, bring in some new technology that I will be very excited to talk about because I'm passionate about eye care. And uh, so, yeah, we're open six days a week. We're closed on Sundays, and uh, we see everybody from pediatrics to geriatrics, eye diseases, and a few specialty things that I'll be glad to talk about.
1: Very good. Very good. And uh, So long-winded history. (laughs) Well, no, no, not at all. I think, I think it's, it's a very visible location. It's a very uh, modern looking location. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's a great business. So tell us what are sort of your top, you know, three, four, five issues that you see people coming in with? What, what do most people deal with uh, in terms of optometry and and eye care and 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 eye strain and, and all of that, what what are the top ten?
3: So the, I'll give you the top two right now. One is one of the reasons yeah. why I got into this industry was one to help people to see, but the baby boomers. So when I was graduating college and going into optometry school, the baby boomer was one of the largest growing populations. And they were all going to start needing reading glasses and cataract surgery. And so we saw that potential to help those patients out. Um, And then since then, it has actually transitioned into the millennials, the younger generation. Uh, It is incredible. We estimate 60% of the population between the ages of 9 to 18 will be nearsighted by 2020, so just next year, 60%. So six out of 10 kids you'll see at school will either have glasses or contacts potentially.
2: And why is that?
3: Why why is that? Yeah. So genetics are going to play a large part in it. You know, the more people that are nearsighted, uh, two people who are nearsighted that have a child are putting that at a higher likelihood that the child will have nearsightedness. But also, if we think about evolution and what our eyes were made for, hunting, gathering, looking on the horizon, everything's completely changed. We're starting to look up close, phones, computers, tablets, reading more at an earlier age and at a higher ratio compared to looking far away. Plus we're not outside as much. Now, granted, we live in California. I grew up in Michigan. So there's six months out of the year. You just can't really be outside for a long period of time, but using that sun And those distance cues looking far away are going to help the eyes to grow to that natural state of being farsighted, looking far away. And we're switching that by being inside and looking up close more.
1: Hmm. Whoa, we're we're, uh, being shaped by our uh, modern culture.
3: Right, we're either evolving or devolving, whichever way it's we want to look at it. As everybody's becoming more nearsighted, our eyes are evolving to see up close, phones, computers, reading better than they are to see far away because it's what we're doing more of the day.
1: Okay, okay. Hmm. This is this is my this is the thing that I've wanted to ask of a uh, leading uh, optometrist. Are there really exercises? that you can do? Looking up, looking down, looking up, looking down, left, right, left, right. Are there exercises you can do to improve nearsightedness?
3: The medical model doesn't show that there are exercises that our patients can do when they're sitting at home or anything like that, that's that's going to stop them from becoming nearsighted or slow the regression down. What we recommend Mm -hmm. to our patients is this is a quick one that we can Blast out there to everybody listening. It's the 20-20-20 rule. Every 20 minutes, look at something 20 feet away for at least 20 seconds. So we're taking those muscles that are straining to look up close, putting them back to rest at distance, and letting them relax. That can hopefully slow it down. Now, there's no guarantee with that, but that is something we do recommend to our patients. Um, mm. If we start every to see 20 what we minutes, said, every 20 minutes,
2: 20 feet away for 20 seconds.
3: Yep. So, okay. 20 does 20 that, 20 rule. Does that include right. the TV? Uh, if your TV's far <laughs> enough away, absolutely looks fine. Oh, so sorry. If you're looking at your TV and your TV's 10 feet further from you, you don't have to follow that rule. So, you don't have to take a break every 20 minutes. Um, uh-huh. Still good to not look at you know the TV for that long of a period of time, but if you can, take breaks. Uh, right. Well,
2: as somebody wow. who sits at their desk all day, every day, looking at a computer screen, um, well, you know something? I get up about every 20 minutes to stretch, walk around, move, move a little bit. So I guess I I can add that to my routine. Just
3: exactly. So you're you're almost points. doing that, too. So we can take that one step further, the implications of, you know, what we're doing to our body by being sedentary and sitting down all day. So. It should actually, my thing should be every 20 minutes, get up, walk around, look at something for 20 seconds, add that extra in to people, you know, drink some water, get up, walk around, get that body mm-hmm. moving, get the blood flowing. Don't just sit down. Don't let your back be slouching over for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, I have, I have a, a, a kind of a, a general question about optometry. I know that in dentistry, there have been leaps and bounds um, in in what they're able to do. Uh, they're just learning all these new things. Is that the same case with optometry? Like, just you know, it it just seems to me that for you know, as many years, say, let's say, hundred years, right? That people have been wearing glasses. It's probably longer, one hundred fifty years, two two hundred yeah. years. Yeah, um, and everything kind of stays for a long long time. Was there a point in optometry where it just it just took off like was it was it the technology revolution um, that do you, do you understand what I'm getting at?
3: <laughs> I'm so happy you asked that. This is what I actually preach about to every patient and what I'd love to just spend some time with for you guys is we're so fortunate to be in this medical age. We have so many things available to us, whether it's dentistry or cardiology, but in the eye care. So that's where I'm passionate. I'm passionate about not just staying consistent and giving people glasses and the same glasses every year. So my three biggest things that we want to grow our practice on and be able to offer to patients are treating headaches, dry eye, because it's one of the largest diseases. It doesn't sound like a disease, but dry eye is a disease of the eye. Treating that and then stopping the nearsightedness from happening. So let's start with that mm-hmm. last one because we were just talking about nearsightedness. Sorry, I'm going to kind of lead this way if that's okay with you guys. Um, mm-hmm. ortho, orthokeratology, that is the science of reshaping a patient's eye so they don't need to wear glasses or contacts during the day. So when I have a mm-hmm. patient that comes in to me whether they're 10 or 25 and it's their first time and they're nearsighted. So they see up close, not far away. Let's take a child. I look at their parents. Their parents are both nearsighted and have a very strong prescription. And When you have a stronger prescription, there's higher risk of diseases. We won't get into that until later, but I don't want that kid to follow that trend. You know, 30 Mm -hmm. years ago, if you were 12 years old, you went in and got your glasses Timmy, we'll see you next year. Oh, your glasses got stronger. Here's a new pair of glasses. Oh, we'll see you next uh-huh. year. Here's a new pair of glasses. We can actually stop that from happening. Oh. It is incredible. There's multiple ways of doing it, but right now the leading way is called orthokeratology. And so when a child comes to me, and they're a slight bit near instead of telling their parents, hey, I'm going to give them glasses or contacts to wearing during the day, we're going to prescribe a contact lens that they sleep in at nighttime. Healthy you like NASA. It's very breathable. Exactly. And guess what? When they wake up in the morning, they take that lens out, and it's reshaped their eye to not need glasses during the day. Whoa! Whoa! So they go from wow. naturally wearing glasses or contacts during the day, and as you get as a kid, I mean, glasses are fashionable now. But you know, when we were growing up, you were four eyes when you wore glasses. It wasn't right.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly.
3: And to no have to deal with contacts is tough for young kids.
0: I'm curious, can that be done with older adults?
3: It can. Now, there's a, it can be done for older adults. It's different because people over the age of 40 need reading glasses, and so it does make this a little bit more challenging. Um, but it is possible for our age range of patients to actually do this. And so the benefit so, is – so there are two I, – I always want to hit on one extra one ex thing. Sorry, and then yeah. Uh, so the, the two main yeah. things is one is this kid does not need to wear glasses or contacts during the day, which is incredible, uh, mm-hmm. which is great for sports, acting, plays, things like that. But also it's going to stop their eyes from getting worse. When that kid comes and sees me next year, hey, great, your eyes stayed stable. Your nearsightedness is still very mild. Now, we'll do that through adolescence as their eyes grow so we stop that prescription. And then when they hit 20s to 30s, they don't have to continue to do it. Your eyes may have adjusted or if they just want to wear a small pair of glasses or anything like that. So it, it's pretty amazing what we can do. We can stop these people from becoming so dependent on their glasses that it's the first thing that they do in the morning. They can't get up about their day without having correction. That's right. amazing. Wow.
0: And I, do, do people know this, this? doctor? I mean, I, I mean, my kids aren't younger. We
2: didn't things, know it. We didn't know it, it. Kelly. No, people don't yeah. know this. No, but I mean,
0: that's, so that's,
3: the thing. that's so an it's, amazing it. benefit. It's going to have to be a large PSA on the optometry group to get this out there, talk to patients about it. Um, You know, I hope most doctors are doing it. Of course, you know, as a business and as a doctor, you have to invest in technology. You have to go to trainings. You have to put money into yourself and the practice in order to be able to do it. So it is something that is a little more progressive, but I would, I would hope that the, Prevalence of primary care optometry optometrists are doing this.
2: I I, just, okay. I, fell, I, I fell out of my seat hearing that. <laughs> I, that's unbelievable.
3: I, I Jackie, now, there's I other think ways you to found this it. too. So the I'm, the contact just, lens that you sleep in at nighttime. Sorry, but I didn't mean to cut you off. yeah no, uh, So there's no, other ways. On, to do it. There's yeah. There's also a soft contact lens that kids can wear during the day. That's different than the typical soft contact lens we give patients and then there's a drop called atropine atropine is a drop that we can prescribe for our patients that can actually slow that regression down so if you're somebody that's listening to this and you haven't heard of the overnight contact lens but you're trying something different there are multiple ways of doing it and there's not one puzzle piece fits every patient you know you may need two of these forms you may need only one or one fits somebody better My favorite is the overnight contact lens because it's just so cool. This
1: this qualifies – I'm sorry, I just wanted to interject that this qualifies as new, radically new, uh, not well-known technology in the area of optometry that, I guess, has a lot of promise. It's huge. I mean – in the in the field of optometry, this it's called ortho K, short yep. for orthokeratology, a non-surgical procedure using specially designed contact lenses to gently reshape the curvature of the eye to improve vision. I imagine that this will grow huge because so many people are afraid of uh, you know lasers and, and reshaping the eye that way. And so people are looking for a different new technology.
3: Absolutely. And it's it's incredible. We're so happy to have this opportunity. to Patients. It's been around for a little over a decade, so it has been around for a while. It's just not every place does it. Um, and it, right. it's also a specialty thing. So, you know, this is why I, you know, like to talk about my practice is we spend our – not that every place doesn't spend the time with their patients, but we book 30 to 45 minutes with each patient, whether you need just, no, just for a regular exam or you need to do this, because this is time consuming. You have to take your time with your patients. If you're scheduling a 10-minute eye exam, you don't have the time to do this. You have to sit and chat with the parents about it. You have, you know, you have an 8-year-old kid that comes in, all of a sudden you're talking to them about sticking contacts in their eyes. That might freak them out. Yeah. So you, you yeah. work with them. But we, we have – we started the earliest we started was a 6-year-old. But I have multiple seven and eight-year-olds
2: actually doing this. You know, yeah. Dr. Ryan, I, wow. I got to tell you, uh, it's not just eight-year-olds. I'll never forget when I switched <laughs> from glasses to contacts. My husband couldn't watch me put them in my eye. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't watch. <laughs> he would freak out. Yeah. He's like, oh, now you can do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, he eventually came around and got his own contacts. But uh, actually, I did the LASIKs about eight or nine years Congrats. ago. And I'm <laughs> waiting for him. I've been trying to talk him into yeah. doing it. He's, He's 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 not a an early adopter like I am, you know. So Yeah. <laughs> um, hey listen. Well, hey listen, Joe. Well, yeah. well let's do let's yep. do that let's do our station break because this hour's flying. Twenty
0: twenty. Make sure well, you look
2: away for twenty seconds. Yeah, twenty 20
0: seconds, I'm gonna do it right now. Twenty
1: twenty. <laughs> All right, everyone. Twenty twenty twenty. Look away from the screen. Uh if you're looking at a screen, look twenty feet away for 20 seconds. Um, Is it 20 seconds? Yeah, okay. What we are talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, is something really new and different and radical. I know the doctor said that it's been around for about 10 years, but these things take a while to disseminate throughout the population, and you're hearing about it live on the South Bay Show. We bring you cutting edge South Bay stories, businesses every week. Thursdays and Fridays, Thursday at 8 a.m. That's our uh, South Bay Spotlight Show. And of course, on Fridays is our uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, proudly sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber, where we're bringing you uh, the latest information in optometry every week uh, <laughs> based on uh, uh, the facts that we have some of the finest optometrists in the nation uh, as members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber. And uh, we bring you, you these stories and all things South Bay and all things Manhattan Beach related and and chamber related every week. Please join us. Share these uh, podcasts with your neighbors and friends uh, via email. You can share them with anyone in the world. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And uh, back with you, uh, uh, Dr. Ryan. This is really fun. What What are some of the other uh, wait, wait, potential? Wait! 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 Uh,
2: Wait, wait, what? wait. What? I have a I have a question. I have a question because during the break sure. I
1: Jackie I stood up
2: and um uh, Yeah, my office my office is only <laughs> breaking is my office is only 15 <laughs> feet long. So I so I I'm looking out the window. Now Dr. Ryan, does it have to be 20 feet away? Can it be 50 feet <clears throat> away or is 20 feet away Great. the rule of thumb? Great
3: question. Anything <clears throat> that's going to be at least 10 feet away? So we want okay. to take that, that strain mm-hmm. from arm's length and, in, you know, our typical computers are five feet and in. So anything that's going to get those eyes to kind of relax. As far okay, as I'm you can at- see in mm-hmm. the office, even if you're, if you're in a tight office, that's only 10 feet, just, you know, put a poster up, a picture up on the wall. That's something that can just take that eye, your eyes to relax.
2: Well, I'm looking at a pretty begonia bush. So, and that's even better. To- Okay. All right. Okay. I did my 20, 20, 20.
3: Okay, Okay. so I'd love to talk about my, actually, our newest investment in technology and my favorite in eye care right now. And it's called NeuroLens, N-E-U-R-O-L-E-N-S. NeuroLens is a new company that has created a device that will track how our eyes are aligned physically within our brain and how our brain may have to compensate for it. And this is going to take that to an extra level on the evolution and what we're doing with our eyes. Most of us have a relatively well or relatively perfect alignment for far away. So we're looking far away. The way our eyes fall and sends the image to the retina to the brain is all within normal alignment. When we look up close, most of our eyes don't turn in as well as they're supposed to because they weren't designed to do that. So the brain has to actually stimulate a neuron called the trigeminal nerve within our brain to overwork the eye muscles to look up close. By doing mm-hmm. this, that nerve can send proprioceptors or pain onto any one of its branches. Those branches start from the test five main branches start from the top of the head, headaches to the eyes, eye strain, dry eyes, light sensitivity, to the sinuses and our jaw, grinding our teeth, TMJ, jaw pain, all the way down to the neck and shoulders. So neck and shoulder pain. So if we have patients that are sitting there staring at a computer all day and they feel this strain on their neck and shoulders, I talk to a lot of them about it. Oh, it must be my ergonomics. Okay, tell me what have you done with your setup at work? Oh, I tried a standing desk, I tried a sitting desk, I move it close and move it back, but I still have it. Let's run you on this test. If you run our patients on this test about three minutes, and it shows us where their eyes are within their brain, how the brain's compensating for it. And doing that all the time, we can now prescribe glasses to actually decrease that stimulation to that nerve to help our patients be asymptomatic. The biggest breakthrough is migraines and headaches. We have patients that get terrible headaches, taking strong medications, name a few, Imitrex, Topamax, or even injections. We've been able to get those patients off their meds by prescribing this pair of glasses for them. So not only are we helping no. with their symptoms, we're getting them off medications.
2: No way.
3: It is unbelievable, <laughs> and I'll put a little I'll put a little plug for my office. We were the 65th office in the world, the world to have this technology. This is unbelievable. And so this, this one is my unbelievable. Favorite. So if anybody's listening and you yeah. struggle with yeah. headaches or strain. And you live in the Manhattan Beach area, please come in and see us. This is something that we offer that nobody else really has yet. I hope other doctors are going to adopt to it. But if you don't live in this area or you can't get out here, go on and look up their website. I'm not an investor in this company, so I don't have any financial backing back to it, but I'm just so passionate about it. And look up and see if there's a doctor close to you because this is something that's amazing. Because people, patients come in and they have these symptoms and they're like, oh, it can't be for my eyes. I don't need glasses. You don't need glasses for mm. visual purposes to see clear. These are glasses that are helping mm. the brain relax and relax with the eyes. Oh, my this
2: goodness. Wow. And
3: so so sometimes <sighs> you give these patients the glass. Call, I call them alignment glasses just because it's easy to talk about that way. They may not have prescription in it. Right. So they may not need to put them on to drive at right. nighttime to see, but they put them on so their eyes and brain actually work together, get better depth perception. It's really, really amazing. Right.
2: You know, anything there. that gets people off of medication,
3: Exactly. You know, because
2: right. medication right. always has side effects. And, and that, I mean, I, I personally don't suffer from headaches, but I see all the commercials, you know, a lot of people, you know, migraines are, it's debilitating. And if you have the option to just wear a pair of glasses to, to, to help with right. that, that's, it's like, it's, it's almost miraculous.
3: It's miraculous. And, and, and my right. my favorite thing is too, it, the, the test is quantifiable. We run our patients on a test and it shows us the information within their brain and their eyes. And if it doesn't say that these glasses are going to help them, I'm straightforward with them. Hey, I can't guarantee that this is going to help you. Or if the numbers come up strong enough, like, Hey, look at this. And it spits off a beautiful graph. I could show them and explain it better. Um, And say, you know, this is what's going on with your eyes. If we could decrease this and help with this, you are going to be symptom, you know, your symptoms are going to decrease, and you're going to feel much better. And we're talking right. about nausea and vertigo. So not just things that you would think come from the eyes. So, yeah, we're treating patients who have bad vertigo. Motion sickness. We got people who could never go on a cruise before because their whole uh, visual, the peripheral visual systems are out of whack. It's not the most medical way to say it. But these glasses help so the brain can adjust for that. They put the glasses on. They go on a 10-day cruise with no issues.
0: Wow. Wow. I know. I need to come in. Uh, I, I know. Closer, I know. Me, too. Dr. Biden is my I'll, doctor. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. He is, <laughs> he he is my doctor.
2: And Dr. Les was
0: before that. And I'm, I'm, I'm a, I, I've never discussed this with you. I don't think, but I suffer from vertigo. I have for about a long time. And uh, if I could even minimize my vertigo, um I will stand from the top of Metlox and shout your name. That's a game changer right there. Um, but I do want to, um, uh, he, uh Dr. Ryan also saw my, my son, my youngest son, uh, who's going back to college. And I'm like, okay, it's been a while. You need to get your eyes in. You need to get in and, you know, have your eyes tested. He, he complains about this and that. And um, he was the one where I, I, I might be using the wrong term, but the millennial vision came up with my son. Yes. And we both looked at each other like, What? Like millennial, like I remember the first time I was told I, had, uh, I needed trifocals. I laughed and I'm like, is that a cruel joke? Because I was like over 40. I'm like, okay, no, I, I am not getting trifocals. And then the doctor, this is a good good. doctor, explained to me that I, why I needed them. So when the millennial vision thing came up, we, I'm like, really? You know, I thought this was just a way yeah. of getting him off his cell phone. So do you want to share with us a little bit more about that millennial vision and what's going on?
3: Of course, and that that rolls into the conversation we've been having of just, you know, especially our kids, you know, they're, unfortunately, I don't, I mean, I guess we can use the word, some of them are addicted to technology and their phones and computers, and our eyes weren't made for that. So if we give a patient traditional, so let's say the ortho keratology doesn't work for them for whatever reason, because it doesn't work for everybody, and we give them regular glasses, and we prescribe for their best distance vision when they go to look up close, their eyes actually have to strain through those glasses. So they're working their muscles out to see up close. Now there's twofold with our technology. There's the blue light conversation. And if you guys have heard about blue Mm. light in the news, there's a specific wavelength of blue light that uh, I'm not a sleep doctor, but it does affect our sleep and our circadian rhythm. If we're getting that blue light when the sun's not out. Um, But on the medical uh, or the eye, eye doctor level, uh, That blue wavelength of light is one of the highest energies our eyes process, which can add fatigue and potential dry eye and tiredness. So if we're staring at our phones, not only are our eyes working to see, they're also working to focus out that specific wavelength of light. So we're giving our patients glasses that have, one, this blue filter. So the blue filter stops that light from getting into our eye. The blue light can also be linked to macular degeneration if you're at risk for it, so you know, now I don't want to scare right. anybody about that. It's right. not for everybody, but yes, a lot of times we not prescribe it for people for that. But also in these millennial glasses, we give them a little bit of what we call relaxation at the bottom of the lens. So they're not bifocals or progressives, but they have mm-hmm. at the bottom just a little boost of power to relax our kids' eyes so their eyes aren't as tired. So, you know, it's grueling to be a kid now. I mean, these. I hear about kids in high school and trying to get into college. They, you know, you have to have over 4.0 and do all these activities, and so they're stuck reading and studying all the time. So their eyes are going to get tired. So these are going to help so that their eyes don't get tired as much. Right.
2: No. You know, um, I, wait, what, what, wait. I, 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 have to, I yeah. have to ask Dr. Ryan about this. Um, Dr. Ryan, I'm a big reader. I, I, I read ridiculously the amount. You don't even know. Want to know how much I read? And good for you. I will, uh, you know, my entire life. I at night I read, and I can read for you know hours and hours straight. You know, I love to read. When I get into a good book, I I'll I'll, I'll finish it in a night. You know, that's not unusual for me. And recently, about uh, I well, this is about eight months ago. So I noticed that after I read for about an hour, my vision starts to get blurry, and my eyes are tired and i thought well maybe it's, maybe i'm just tired you know but then over the course of several weeks months i noticed it it it, it I, I can't read the way i used to because my eyes my vision gets blurry my eyes get tired and i as i said i had the lasik so the first thing i did was i went back to my lasik doctor i explained what was going on they did a thorough thorough uh, exam and they said your eyes are fine and they explained to me that as you get older you have all these ducts in your in your eyelids that mm-hmm. produce, you know, fluid that keeps your eyes moist. And they said as you get older, sometimes those ducts get clogged. And so they, they told me to buy a, a Browder mask, I believe it's yeah, called, Br- Browder? Yeah, Brooder. Brooder. Okay. Yeah, and it's just a mask. You throw it in the microwave 15 seconds, and you leave it on your eyes for, I I think it's uh, 15 minutes. And what it does is it loosens up the fluid, and you massage your eyes. Um, and then and, and after right afterwards your eyes are a little your eyesight a little blurry but then it clears up but I was just curious is, it, it seems to me like such a temporary thing and I kind of have to do it all the time any any Thank other you.
3: how much time do we have left because dry eye is my third <laughs> biggest
2: uh, have, favorite have, thing to <laughs> talk about go ahead we got 15 minutes
3: so so, yes. Yeah, so we have glands within our eyelids so actually I'll just I'll treat you guys like you're my patients and tell you what I tell my patients our tear film is made up of three components, water, oil, and mucin. Mucin is very important, but I just won't talk about it today. Uh, so water and oil. Water comes from the lacrimal gland. It's a gland above and behind our eye that produces water. We can get that from crying or if you scratch your eye, water comes down. Oil glands are within our eyelids. They're called meibomian glands. We're usually born with about 20 to 25 of them in each eyelid. Those should last us most of our life. They will atrophy or recede when you're older 80s or 90s we're seeing that happen in younger people so we'll get into that but a lot of times those oil glands just get clogged whether it's age wearing contacts potentially staring at phones and computers our diet is changing from what it used to be those types of things are causing our glands to clog so we have to unclog those glands now dry eye unfortunately is a chronic condition meaning there's no magic pill and there's not one magic treatment that's going to last you forever it's going to be something that we're going to have to treat our patients for. So I tell my patients, we have amazing technology that will get your glands to baseline, and they're going to stay there, but we're going to have to work to keep them there. So the booter Mass is a great thing that people can do at home. But in the office, we have two amazing procedures called Lippy Flow. Lippy Flow is one of the gold standards of treatment for dry eye because, one, it helps our symptoms, our patients feel better. But it also stops that atrophy or that clogging from happening for a longer extended period of time. So it's a 12-minute procedure we do in our office. When I use the term procedure, it's very loose. And the reason why is that Bruder mask, when you put that in the microwave or you heat it up, you get it to about 101 degrees. That's good. That's going to help those glands get slightly liquefied. Lippy flow melts those glands to 108 degrees. Clinical temperature for us to actually activate those glands. So just too hot for us to do. So it does it via infrared or thermal heat for twelve minutes, and it's going to stimulate those glands. And we're going to guarantee our patients one to three years. You know, it's kind of a long range, but one to three years of no atrophy and better production.
2: Okay, when can I make my appointment?
3: (laughs) Exactly (laughs) today. (laughs) We're (laughs) here today.
2: I'm making an appointment. All
1: right. No. Wow.
2: Okay. What
1: what I what I love hearing from you, Doctor Ryan, is the the confluence of technologies, we, we, we began by saying, Jackie began with the question, are there modern technologies like dentistry? It makes significant advances every few years as, as dentists find new and different ways to reshape and to, to, to provide, you know, comfort and convenience for the reshaping mm-hmm. and the re, reorganization of teeth. But eyes have been sort of – they've been uh, in a very stagnant sort of slow-moving technology method. But you've already brought us two amazing things, Uh, uh, reshaping the eye with nighttime contacts, an amazing idea that could be an alternative to LASIK. And now this, I I wanted to point out that the new – a uh, version of the Apple iPhone has special technology in the screen to reduce blue light,
3: you're to reduce correct.
1: eye strain.
3: That's amazing. So, right, so on the phone, I'm sorry if you're going to get into this, there's a thing called night mode. Night mode will yeah. decrease those wavelengths of blue light, so you can turn it on after 6 o'clock. You can run it all day long. So it's in your settings, in the display. Go in. I do it with my patients right, right in my chair. Turn this off after six o'clock. You do not need this. It'll make your phone a little dimmer, but that's okay. Right. So thank you for bringing that but that's up.
1: That's the point. It, it a little dimmer, but it reduces the strain on your eyes, and that's the point of of the the reducing the blue wavelengths that are that are being produced. It doesn't change the colors. They they've made special um, efforts. I, I was reading a little bit about this. Apple has made special mm-hmm. efforts that this does not change the colors or the perception of the colors, but it does reduce eye strain. It's amazing that these technologies are combining, so that uh, you know, optometry looks like a more exciting, uh, like uh, profession now. I think children yeah. who are thinking, oh, should I become a doctor, a lawyer. Maybe I'll become an optometrist, mom. It's so cool now.
3: <laughs> so if I could tell hey, you a couple of, so that's, those are our specialties. Uh, if I could take a minute and just actually tell you about the efficiencies of how much better an eye exam is. I mean, an eye exam was, yeah. I don't want to say painful, but you went in and it took an hour. You had to get your eyes dilated. Everybody's had their eyes dilated before. You can't see anything for a couple hours. It's super bright. Uh-huh. We have... Technologies that replace that, that make the exam more efficient. So, at my office, we have something called the Optos. It's a camera that can scan 270 degrees of the inside of your eye, your retina, without being dilated. So, we offer that Hmm. to our patients, which makes the process Hmm. 15 to 20 minutes shorter, gives us some great information that we can photo baseline and use over the years. Um, We have, Hmm. you know, it's not the typical ones and twos anymore. We still do it, but it's not the typical ones and twos anymore. You know which one's better. Hmm. So we have amazing technology mm-hmm. to help our patients have a more efficient eye exam, but also detect and diagnose diseases better. Wow. 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 Kelly, are going to ask something? Pro-
0: yes. Thank you, Jackie. Um, other than the obvious, you know, eat your carrots, um, what mm-hmm. kind of dietary, you know, supplements or necessities should Um, let's just, let's go with the millennial set, you know, that, that age group kind of what should they always be including in their diet or supplementing to their diet to help with their eye health?
3: So that's a great question. I I always go back and forth on having supplements for my patients at my office. I think if there's a specific disease that we're watching, like macular degeneration, having a supplement for that is great. Um, Otherwise, I just tell my patients, treat their eyes like they would the rest of the body. You're going to want something that's, you know, very high in omega-3, so fish oil is very good for the eyes, green leafy vegetables, lutein, zeaxanthin, plus, you know, beta-carotene from carrots, Uh, you know, just the same thing you do for the rest of your body, we want for our eyes. High in vitamin A, C, and E, those things are all good for our eyes. So, I don't have the exact, like, this is one thing I would 100% include in your diet, but... Mm -hmm. It would be, you know, eat a healthy lifestyle, exercise. Blood flow is so important. You know, if we're not getting blood flow to the eyes, they're not going to work as well. Sure.
0: So what's interesting is I'm thinking of kind of the college-age student. Um, You know, typical (laughs) millennial, definitely, you know, on their phone and every other possible device, computers, you know, tablets, whatever, you know, all the time. I mean, a lot you know, um, they're up late, they're, who knows what. Um, uh, The average, I really think that most college students do not eat well because they either are relying upon, um, dorm food, cafeteria food, yeah. which is really, really lacking. I, I, someday I'm going to create a magical formula to get healthy food into every college. Um, but cafeteria food for the most part, I'm generalizing is very limited, uh, with that broad spectrum of healthy choices. And, you know, then they're, they're partying and staying up late. They're doing, you know, a bunch of things. Um, so if they were to take a vitamin, should they just be taking uh, like a multivitamin? Obviously, with multivitamin the whole body, well, yeah, yep. because it's really an issue. And I think these kids, so they're getting a double whammy because they're not eating well. You know, they're, they're using their bodies well. in other ways, yeah. and then they're, they're not sleeping well. They're probably looking on their phone while they're laying in bed, right, and getting mm-hmm. the blue light and they're straining all day long and the stress and, you know, every, and who knows where they're going to school. Sometimes it's a sunny location, sometimes it's not. I mean, it's, I, I find that that's maybe a, a pivotal point where they're, they could take care of their eyesight and their whole body, but better.
3: Absolutely. I'd be a definitely multivitamin and taking one from a good, reputable company that has the right science behind it. Um, You know, I, the the two things I do sell and talk to my patients about are fish oil. So going back to our dry eye, fish oil is so important. Um, It has been shown to actually help to improve the tear film within our eye, but not every fish oil is created equal. So I'll give fish oil a good little plug here. Uh, Typically it's actually really interesting to me. I love talking about this stuff. So fish oil, how usually it's produced is we get the fish from the ocean or wherever they're going to get it, krill, you know all those different things, and they press it to get the oil out. Every company then adds ethyl esters, an alcohol that removes the impurities of our ocean, mercury and all the pollutants. Most companies then take that product, which is fish oil plus this alcohol, and give it to our patients. So that's what causes a lot of the G.I. upset, the fish burps people talk about. But the bioavailability of that fish oil, so let's say it's, you're getting 1,000 milligrams, you're only actually getting about 600 because your body has to burn through that alcohol first to get to the fish oil. That's what causes all those issues. There's a few companies out, Nordic Naturals, PRN, these are the two that I recommend, that actually take that uh, and re-esterify it. They get rid of that, alpha, that ester, that alcohol, and now you're getting a pure form of fish oil. So you're getting that bioavailability over 90%. You're getting the purest form, so you're not going to have any of those side effects. So I recommend fish oil for dry eye, but also eye health. Uh, also very good for yeah. macular and mm. things like that. So sorry for that tangent. but
0: No, fascinating. And I, uh, the fish burp, yeah, I get that. Uh,
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> Come in and I'll get you some, I'll get some better stuff.
0: No, it, 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 a lot of items. Um, fascinating. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Well, I cannot imagine a more exciting uh, Friday morning show than I look up, <laughs> thank you. Who would have thought? I really. Who would have thought? This is this, but but first of all, Doctor Doctor Ryan Steibel is you. one of <laughs> seven people, seven businesses, seven optometrists. In the city of Los Angeles, seven or eight that are offering this NeuroLens technology, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a community of 13 million people are being served by seven, count them, seven optometrists. And this doctor, Ryan Steibel is one of them.
3: Uh, I'll give myself NeuroLens, a, shame, a, shame, a shameless plug. I'm be two of those offices Please. because my, my Hollywood office has one and my Manhattan Beach has one. So oh my so I, God. I'll bring that down to six people. He's one of six. <laughs> one of six. He's one of six. Okay. sorry That, for that. says
1: it all. But uh, you can find me in Hollywood soccer. also. <laughs> I think we know where to find you here locally in the South yeah. Bay. Just go to Metlock's. You can't miss it. It's a beautiful sign and a beautiful location. Look up geometry. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Ryan Stiebel.
3: Thank you guys for having me and letting me educate you and everybody else about uh, our fun advances in eye care. Fantastic, fantastic.
2: Jackie, Kelly? Always a pleasure, Joe.
0: Always a pleasure, and when I'm in the wine garden... When I'm in the wine garden tomorrow, I'll be gazing off at least 20 feet at all the people partaking, (laughs) exercising my (laughs) eyes. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic show. Share this with everyone you know that has had dry eye or headaches or other potential uh, uh, symptoms that might be determined by their eye and eye strain. See
3: you all. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.